0: Uh, of course he <laughs> believes in me. Uh, and, you know, it's like when I thought of being gentle and I thought like, oh, that's, that's quite challenging. Because I have an idea of being a gentle, what does it mean? And, and there is like, you know, I started to think about it and I started to think like, oh, my gosh. It's like, you know, what about God? Because we know that God is good and, you know, the gentleness is actually something that we can say he's good and he's gentle at the same time. And, and, you know, I start to think about God. What, you know, and I, I find, I start to think like, you know, I know that God is the same all the time. Yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Do we believe in that? Like, seriously, do we, I mean, that's what the Bible, okay. The Bible says that he is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Now, you have, you need to make decision if you believe in that or not. You can make the decision. I'm not going to force you. You can make the decision. I know the Bible teaches me that he is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. And yesterday in the Bible, it doesn't mean that yesterday or Saturday, yesterday. But yesterday, it means like the past. So far, till today, he is good. And he is the same. That's what it means yesterday. So it's not like on Friday, it was different than yesterday on Saturday. But actually, the Thursday and the Wednesday and the hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, he was still the same. That's what the Bible, that's what this verse means. But then I came to this kind of a strange thought. When you read a Bible, there is something what we, we decided that we'd read the Bible. It's the Old Testament and New Testament. But this actually is the one Bible. It's the one word of God. And there's nothing. But, but then, I don't know about you, but I start thinking in the Old Testament, I have quite often picture of God that he is different God than the God of the New Testament. Did you have, do you have the same thoughts? Or, you know, I, I read this and I'm like, you know, the story in the Old Testament sometimes is like so harsh. So tough. And there is so much things happening that my brain, it's actually like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it hurts. But the truth is, if he is the same God yesterday, today, and forever, it means that in the Old Testament, he didn't, he's the same like today. So he didn't change. It wasn't like he was so this like meanful God. He was this like, you know, the God that he was doing the bad things to people. And all of a sudden, New Testament, Jesus came Things have changed because that will mean that the Bible is wrong. Yeah. So I started to think, okay, so there is something that I need to understand. And then, you know, I read the, like this week, I read this great story when the Solomon finished the temple. And, we know, you need to remember that when, when he built the temple, actually it was a time that a few, few centuries before, God called Abraham and Sarah to create a great nation of Israel, that promised nation, that that's the God's nation. And then he promised him to give a, a promised land. And we know that actually there is so much things happened. And the, the story, the wars, the battles, the things that happened, the stuff that we read there, it's kind of hard to put in the box, God is good. At least in my head. Maybe you, you are different. So, but then I just, you know, I get to this time when the, someone built the temple, and that 's the time when they already you know they' have been even uh in Egypt, they were like slaves, so they they, they they were dying, they were like under this occupation then they they got the promised land they, they have to go through that, the the sea, the desert, they have to you know fight for the promised land, and finally they they got the land that wouldn 't be for me. The result of the promised land. Because like even today, you know, today we are coming to, uh, driving to the church, and my youngest son is like, uh, if I want to be a millionaire, then I I think I will, you know, I will buy like a semi-attached house, I will build a semi-attached house, then I will sell it and I will make money and I will be a millionaire. And I like my wife and I will like think like uh no it doesn't work like that there is more complex there is like so much more other things that has to be done that it's like something that you have a good idea but actually then you need to do something about it so, so then there is the we have the solomon that god actually promised them something he, he gave them a the land and then he built the temple because david his father wanted to build but god said like you're not going to build it your son's going to build it so he built the temple and then when he built it, he asked people to come. They gather the, the whole nation gathered together to start worshiping God. And that, what when I read what happened, that would amaze me because we read in the chronics, the second chronics, when they have their the offering, when they brought the offering to the temple, the whole nation start to sing and they start to sing the the psalms. They start to say, God is good. And his grace and his love endures forever. And he starts to sing that as a nation to start to sing this over and over and over again. And I'm thinking, man, you just have the war, you just have that happen. That's what your this is your history. What's wrong with you? How do you what's what's different with you that you look at God from such a different perspective than me? I think they have a revelation of God that we need to have it. Because sometimes we see something doesn't happen to us or something happened to us and we change our attitude towards God because we think he changed. But the thing is, the things are changing our life, but he's still the same yesterday, today and forever. And he's still good and he loves and he grace endures forever. And that's what the Israelites, they have the revelation of this incredible God And they remember stuff, guys. They didn't, one day it wasn't like, oh, we don't know what happened yesterday. They remembered, but they understood that his goodness, he's still good. He's still faithful. He's still full of grace. And he's still full of kindness. How he can be kind when you read some of the stories? Then I realized that kindness, it actually means that you are born of the noble family. So when you mean when you, Annalena, you are kind, it means that you were born in the noble family. So it's not about what you do, but who you are. So being kind actually means that you realize who you are. And that, that you belong to the family that has a higher call. In Poland, we have, a, we have a, a saying that, you know, if you're like a cow, it means that we can push you anywhere you can go. And you're like a cow. And sometimes I thought that kindness means being like a cow. Because like, people push you and you go there. It's like, yeah, yeah, I am kind. I am kind, so I go there. So they push me there, I go there. But then I just have a problem that Jesus wasn't a cow. He wasn't like going anywhere. He pushed them. He was, we read that he was like a lamb, but there's a difference. We read like, uh, I think the prophet, he said like, he is like a lamp that is going to, you know, to be like punished. But actually, you know, the thing is that he was kind in this time. Why he was kind? Because he know who we belong to. He was born to the noble family. He know that he's a, he is in heaven. And that, you know, being kind is mean that it doesn't mean that you have no power. It actually, means that you have a power. You have an authority. But you are not using this against someone. But actually, you using this to serve and to love. That's the kindness. So Jesus wasn't a cow. He was a lamb. He could change everything. That's the difference with the kindness. In the one second, one moment, one word, he could change anything, anyone in this moment. But he knew the destiny. He knew who he is. And he knew where he's going. And he didn't change anything. But if you are a cow... They will push you. But actually, you know, we think in my world, in my culture, a thing like you know, being kind, it means that if they push you, you go there. But actually, quite often, I thought the, kind, the kindness actually was that I act out of a fear. Because I don't want other people to hurt or to think that I'm hurting them. Oh, I want to be nice to them. But actually we are we are acting out of a fear, not out of love. Because if you love you will do something different so jesus is like he's born of the mobile family as as much as you are as a born a born-again christian we are born to his family we have a power and we have authority and that's how we should act we are not we should act as slaves we should do we shouldn't act as the victims because then you start thinking okay i know my power and my authority but we know at the same time that Jesus has a power and authority. We know that He is Almighty God, that He can do everything. We were just worshiping Him, that He can do, He can bring the fire from heaven anytime and He wants. But He used His authority and power to bless. He used His authority to, to take, to repair something that is broken. Something that is actually, we think it's, oh no, it's not going to work. But he brings in his gentleness, he brings it back to life. That's why he, he has the power, his authority. If you are, have, if you are in a noble family, you will have the, all the power of the authority, but you are not using this against someone. We all, you know, we know the history. We live in the place that we know in the gov- our governments, our, you know, histories. But even our families, our maybe spouses, our friends, they use and abuse the authority they have. But it's something opposite to being kind, to, to be gentle. Because being gentle is like, I have authority. I have authority over you, but I'm not using against you. I'm using for you. That's the gentleness. That's the gentleness, that's the hard attitude that, it, that you think. That's what is God. So he used his authority not against people, but for people. And sometimes we didn't like the idea of how he did it, but he didn't change. He is still good. He's still kind. He's, he's still the same in the Bible. Now, guys, we need to think how we're going to do it in our life. If you love people, be kind and be gentle to them. What it means, you know who you are and you serve them and you love them so much, so you won't let them stay in the same place they are. Yeah. Because if you do, it means that you have a, you have a fear, because what, what if they would think something wrong about you? Being in a noble family for me, it means I, I know who I am. Yeah. It, it changed how I walk, I'm not afraid of others, I don't feel I'm better than others. But I'm not afraid of them either. We are guys. We are called to the noble family. We are called to God's family. We are here to change things. And we are here to be gentle. But gentle. It means something different. Something different. That is right there. I would thought. Being gentle, it's like being, it's opposite to having a power, opposite to having a strength. That's, that's, that's what I thought. But then I thought, it's, it's different. We are part of the noble family. You know, we have, we are from different cultures. We have different ideas, different understanding of the things. But we need to bring our thoughts, our understanding to this what the Bible teaches. The fruit of the Spirit. The more we spend the time with him, the more we have a fruit because we are with him. The good things for me is I, I, I'm honest with you. That's like if I wouldn't be honest before. But I actually, I'm pretty encouraged. The more I was studying that, I was like, I can see the fruit of the spirit in my life. Because I found the kindness. It means that if people push me, I go, but I know that if I belong to his family, I know that he gives me the greater call. And I know that I go there where he wants me to go. And I will take people with me because I love them. So I'm not going to be just like smiley to the firsts, But actually I'm going to grab their hands I'm going to take them with me. Not because I want bad, but I want good for them. If you want bad for your people, you will live them where they are. But if you love people, if you are kind, if you are gentle, you actually grab them even if they don't want to. You grab them with you because you believe for them because you see more. Because you are in the noble family and you see more than they do. That's why you want to encourage them. You want to say, you come with me. And they're like, no, 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 no. That's what we read in the Old Testament. We don't want to go. We don't want to go. But actually they went to the promised land. They're like, Ah. Huh. but they have to start with the revelation God is good His goodness, His grace endures forever guys, our thoughts just bring back to Jesus and think like you know what, I don't understand and honestly we, don't, we won't understand there's so many stories that I think you guys are like okay It's tough. It's hard. It's, uh, I don't get it. But I choose to believe that you are good. I choose to believe that you are the same. I choose to believe that nothing has changed. And I choose to believe that I'm born to this family. I am born to this family. So I walk differently. I act differently. I think differently. I speak differently. And I take other people on the journey. Being kind, being gentle, take people with you. If they're broken, don't break them. Don't use your authority against them. Use your authority to bring restoration. If you see broken people, don't judge them. Bring them to God's throne. Bring it with grace, with love repair, help them, to restore them. That's gentleness. You're not agreeing with stuff. Like Apostle Paul, before we read the fruit of the Spirit, he's like, don't be stupid. Don't do those things. I'm like, oh, that's not nice. He is not nice. He was super good because he loved them so much. He said, you stupid, stop being stupid. Do this. Why? Because he knew who he is and he knew what is destiny for people. We should believe in people more than we do. We should be more brave to talk to people than we do. We should, because if you know who we are, we won't be afraid. Because we are not hurting them. We're doing this with gentleness, we're doing this with love, we're doing this with honor. We are not abusing the power of being in a noble family. Being gentle, don't abuse the power that's got given to you. God didn't, Jesus didn't abuse the power. He could be on the cross. He, he didn't even have to say anything. I think he would just do like this, like with the eyes and we're like. Pshh! He didn't abuse his power. He used to save his authority. That's the gentleness. That's the gentleness God has for us. Father, I just pray that we will just understand we have the revelation who you are and what does it mean to be gentle, that we be gentle to people that means that we'll walk in this authority, that we'll love people so much, that we won't let them stay in the same place, that we'll serve, that we'll bless them in your name. Amen.